Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Today we have Tanya Shaw on the podcast. Welcome, Tanya. We're so happy to have you on. Thank you so much. (laughs) So tell us about you. We're going to be talking about, I think, a pretty hot topic today. We're going to be talking about self-sabotage, but tell us about you, where you live and your business first. I like the audience to get to know you and to kind of put, put skin on. Um, So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I live in, I think one of the most beautiful places on the, on the planet. It's uh, just outside Vancouver, British Columbia in this little town called Chilliwack. And I've been here since 2007. And I started my personal training studio here when I moved in 2007, I was a kinesiologist uh, by like, you know, I went to, to university for that. And at that time I was always just coaching men and women in a personal training setting thinking that the answer to everything was, you know, hard, like hard strength workouts and low carb dieting and, you know, counting macros and all that. And at the same time, I was actually struggling with a very disordered relationship with food myself, where everything was about the number on the scale and double workouts and always trying to do whatever I could to get to a smaller size. And during my own struggle here, I was also coaching others. And I realized that there was something so big missing from the fitness industry of we always love the plans, right? We do like, oh, here's like the, you know, the five tips to losing weight and here's how to, you know, how to eat. And here's how, like, here's the three steps to do this and that and the other, but we would do for a while, but then we wouldn't stick with it. And although my relationship with food turned into a bit more obsessive, where I was always under eating, I was restricting so much. A lot of my clients were more the yo-yo dieters where they would do well for a while and they would completely fall flat. And even myself was like that too. I just uh, compensated really well by over-exercising and by really, you know, really being strict. So I was able to manage my weight. In fact, I think I was probably too light at that time, but it was just the same unhealthy pattern of just always, you know, doing really, really well for a while, but not being able to stick with it anymore. And it was in 2015, Kari, that I realized that I had a problem, that what I was doing was not sustainable. It was not healthy, that I was putting so much of my life energy on food and weight and body. And I was so afraid to look back at the, at the end of my life and just regret like not really living my life fully because I was so worried about like the food or whether or not I was going to stick with my diet plan or whether I can go on vacation or, you know, wanting to come back from vacation because that way I would like get back on track and it just wasn't a way to live And so in 2015, that's when I started my podcast. And I just really wanted to share the message with the world of a different way of looking at health. And it wasn't about just, you know, not caring and letting it go and, you know, live a little, that sort of thing. 
I wanted to find that balance between really wanting to take care of yourself, but from a place of love and compassion and a place of sustainability. And it's not as sexy as like the, you know, the promise to lose 10 pounds in the next two weeks, but it's really not sexy. And it costs us a lot when we are always going back and forth between like, you know, being really good and losing the weight and dieting and, you know, you know, feeling in control and then swinging wildly to this place of like, you know, off the wagon, so to speak, or that self-sabotage cycle. And so, yeah, 2015, I, um, I really had to do a deep dive and really get honest with myself. And it was not comfortable. I remember telling myself, you know, I will work on all that once I get to my, you know, my perfect body weight, <laughs> which is like exactly what you're not, you know, that's like such a red flag there. And yeah, it's been a journey ever since. And I started my own programs at Ascend at that point. And then in 2020 is when I really launched the, those programs to the online space. And I work with mostly women. I mean, I work with men one-on-one and at the studio work, we work with lots of men too, but in my programs, um, I work with women over 40 to help them end the struggle with food and the weight so they can get to their happy, healthy body weight. They can lose weight without the obsession. And really it's about finding freedom and having freedom in your body and your life, getting to the root cause of why you struggle with weight in the first place, not just throwing band-aid solutions like, oh, here's the next diet plan, or, you know, it's, there's so much that goes on. So that's what I do. And it's a, it's such a blessing to be able to work with the, the women and really help them free them from this prison that we can be stuck in. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> thank you for your honesty, for sharing with us. Um, I think we've all, but maybe not all of us, but I'm, I know a lot of us have been there. Um, and now with this pos- body positivity culture and like intuitive eating, now I feel like it's almost more confusing because you almost, because you want to be healthy and you want to, um, just for me, I want to know how my body is working, how it's changed, um, kind of the reasons why, um, and sometimes the number on the scale does kind of not add up. So you're kind of just confused at this, at this age, but then it's like now with the new culture, you can't even want to lose weight. Totally. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up, Kari. I think that's a really like, there's so much shame, right? There's shame for us for gaining weight. And then we feel shame for wanting to lose weight. And I actually went back and forth in my journey a little bit, whether I decided to say that I get a weight loss coach or not, because I was like, you know, and, and there's lots of people out there who will not talk to me or who will like, you know, when I reach out for podcasting, for example, they're like, no, you can't, we don't talk about weight loss. I'm like, yeah. but that's also like telling women that that's not okay to want that. And it's absolutely okay to want to lose weight. There's no shame in it. And I think even if you want to lose weight for aesthetic reasons, because you like, you like the way you look, that's okay too. I agree. I think we've gone too far the other way where we're almost being this like paternal, like, no, 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 no. You can't want that. Like, that's not okay. And we need to get to this place where we just sort of, you know, love or accept and, and, and making that be more complacency, like just like love your body where it's at. I think you can love your body where you're at and you can still want to lose weight. And so I want to, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I do see that a lot and we just, like so many people just assume that weight loss means we're going to shame you. We're going to body shame you. We're going to like not love yourself until you, you know, get a certain size that you're not worthy. And it's not about that. 
it really is about a place like I love myself. I and, and if I love myself, I want to take care of myself. That might mean that you might not ever get to your you know, smallest, small size that you've ever been, because that's mm-hmm. sometimes be a little bit, maybe that's not where your body's supposed to be. But I do think that when you come at it from a place of love, often weight loss is a natural consequence. And it's totally okay to want what you want and to fully give yourself permission to want what you want. And then one side on that one too, is to decide what you want, because sometimes what happens is we go to this place where we decide, oh, I want to lose weight. And then, uh, you know, a few days later, you're like, well, now I don't care about weight weight loss. I just want to be like, I love my body no matter what, body positivity. And then you flip flop back and forth and then you're never happy because you've never decided one or the other. But I don't think that body positivity means that you can't lose weight. Um, or want to lose weight, although that's what the, the media is out there. And just in social media in general, and you know, whether it's you know, any the news or whatever, we just really like to have these black and white statements mm-hmm. where it's either one or the other. And that's not the way real life happens. We just love that simplicity of like, you know, this is the way you must love your body no matter what the size. Um, but you know, you, you can still want to lose weight. Exactly. Well, yeah. And I think now in this, um, I love branding. I love Instagram, for example, because you can go to someone's page and kind of see what they're about. You can see their face that you can get to know them. But in that culture of our tagline under our name, I think we've boxed too much out, you know, where, so I love what you're doing is really getting to the root cause of not only how you're seeing your physical appearance, but why, why you have a relationship with food and it's amazing work that you do. So, so let's get into, um, self-sabotage. I'm so curious about, um, your take on this and just what you've seen with working with women, obviously have my own stories, but, um, so what, what do you say are the different layers of self-sabotage? Yeah, I think um, I love this topic. And I think it really good, it's good to start with a definition of what it is, because mm-hmm. we often say like, oh, I self-sabotage, oh, I'm sabotaging myself. And it's really hard to ever solve that problem or to stop it because we haven't actually never defined what it means. And self-sabotage is simply, it's not a term that I actually use that much because I don't think we're actually like sabotaging ourselves, like trying to harm ourselves. But it's essentially not doing the things you know you could do, should do, want to do. So you set a goal, lose weight, eat healthier, go for walks, you know, start tracking your calories or your macros or whatever, whatever you're going to be doing. And all of a sudden, you don't anymore. Or you decide that today is the day I'm going to like, you know, eat clean and be healthy. And then by, you know, seven o'clock at night, you were just say like, oh, F it. And you're, you go to the wine and the, the chips and then, then you have the chips and then you have like the, the bread, you know, standing at the pan, at the pantry with the peanut butter or whatever it is. Like it's this idea that we're just not doing the things we say we are going to do, or we want to do, should do, could do um, to get the results that we want. And it happens in lots of different areas of our life. Sometimes it's it's in our, um, it could be with, I mean, for a lot of the women I work with, it's with food and their weight. It also could be with your work. It could be with relationships. It could be with lots of different arenas of your life. But it's just a, this idea that you're not doing the things that are going to be better for your future self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess we have never, <laughs> never totally, um, defined it, but especially when you're caught in between the shame or the success of body positivity, 
you don't exactly know always what that success is. So is that what you kind of, um, do you steer women away from it being a number on the scale? Is it more of like the feelings that you want to feel when you get there or how do you, how do you get them to kind of know what they want? Really good question. Um, and this is like, we'll cut back to the layers of self-sabotage in a little bit, but I love this question. So it depends. Um, there's nothing wrong with having a scale weight loss goal. I mean, I think that's totally fine. I like, I'm not the kind of coach who as, as easy it would be to be like, this is like the only way, like, this is the way we're like, we're either weighing ourselves. Like some coaches will say, weigh yourself every day. Some coaches will say, never weigh yourself. Some coaches will say like, you know, tracking your calories or using a scale is like dieting and that's like bad. And some will say it's really good to do. And I think they're all tools, right? So for some women having a little bit of a target on the scale or, or weighing themselves and tracking that, that can be great. But I actually start with something called inspired goal setting. And that's one of the first exercises I do in my programs. And, and often also we do this when I do free uh, five-day challenges as, as well. But it starts to define the big picture of what you want. And the weight can be part of it, but it's like, you're right. Like, how do you want to feel? Like, do you want the confidence? Do you want the, the joy? Do you want to feel more um, like just comfortable in your body? Do you want to have more energy? What Like, what's the guiding light? And I think of these more of a, they're never, they're not something we ever achieve. They're something at their direction that we go. For example, for me, it's like I, my goal, like and my goals have been the same for years. I have three main goals. Like I have a felt health and fitness goal, uh, like a wellness goal. I always have a business goal and I always have, um, you know, kind of like an energy sort of mindset, you know, how relationship, feminine energy, all like, <laughs> like all that rolls into one goal. And I guess some people describe it like as in like the why behind the goal, but what are you actually after? So for me, it's like, I want abundant energy. I want to be fit, vibrant, healthy. I want to like, I want to like live fully. And so that's my guiding light. That's my inspired goal. So that's the direction I'm going to. I never achieve that goal where it's like, oh, now I'm fit, vibrant, healthy, energetic. Therefore I, you know, you can stop. It's something that you live into every day. And that's what I recommend starting with. And then from there, we can break it down to more like, so what does it look like? If I want that, what do I need to work on today? And that's where we can start to break down more of those like specific goals or the smart goals that were, that were told. Um, but yeah, some of my women, I don't recommend, like, I don't outwardly tell them that they need to have a weight loss goal. Some do, some don't. Um, but a lot of women, they find that after just a few weeks or, or months of working with me, and going through the program of just changing their perspective and changing their uh, conversation that they have with themselves, they actually reach that inspired goal. They start living into that really quickly. Uh, for example, they feel confident. They feel happy. They feel at peace with themselves. They feel like they're on their own side. They trust themselves. They like themselves. Um, and then it just, it just takes a little bit longer for the body to catch up because we don't lose weight like yesterday. <laughs> it takes some time, especially mostly women are in perimenopause, postmenopause. And that's in that area there. So it can just take a little bit longer. And also because my, my women have a dieting history when you've been dieting for so long, it just often takes a bit longer to lose weight this time. Um, but that's, um, yeah, that's where we start. And I think it's just, it gets away from this idea that it's only about the weight because it's when you only focus on the weight. So there's nothing wrong. once again, to have a weight loss goal, you can, but if it's just about that, we, I think a lot of us have had experiences of justifying our behaviors because we could think we think we can get away with it. We're like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if I eat this tonight or I overeat tonight because tomorrow I'm going to be really good or tomorrow I'm going to fast all day or tomorrow I'm going to do like a double workout. 
And so we justify like overeating, overindulging one day because again, you know, we can make up for it. And in a sense from like a body perspective, like if it was just weight loss, you kind of can't, like you can't actually overeat one day and then not eat for three days and you'll probably make up for it. But when you, but if your goal is bigger things, like I want to build trust in myself, I want to be on my own side. I want to take care of myself. That's, you can't just overindulge one day and then, you know, eat, not eat for the next couple of the next day or so, because that's not, you're not living into that goal. So I do think it's really important to have both. I hope that answers the question. Cause I think, I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. It does. Absolutely. Um, I love that building trust with yourself. I think that that's where a lot of the shame comes in with what we eat and maybe the goals that we don't stick to because we feel like we let ourselves down. We wouldn't treat someone else like that. So getting into like the layers, um, how do you describe the layers then? Yeah. So I like looking at things as a visual perspective. And if we go back to sabotage or self-sabotage being not doing the thing we know we could do, should do, want to do. Then we have to define what that thing is. And then, so for example, it might be like, well, my plan was to eat, you know, 1700 calories a day and to track my calories. So let's say that's just, like, just making that up. That's not something I outwardly recommend for my clients to, to uh, track calories like that. But let's say that was your goal and you do it for a while, then you, then you don't anymore. Or your goal was to, you know, eat really well or close the kitchen after dinner. And then you go to, and you have this like big overeat after dinner. Um, the first part is the actual habit or what we're actually doing is a reason why we're we're self-sabotaging because sometimes the reason why we don't stick to that plan, stick to that thing is because it's completely unrealistic or it's not serving our body and nourishing our body. An extreme example is the cabbage soup diet. It's not self-sabotage that you're not able to stick to eating cabbage soup for how long the diet's supposed to go for, or if you're on a like an 800 calorie a day diet or a 500 calorie a day diet. That's not, it's not because you're weak or you're broken or you don't have a good mindset or you have like childhood trauma. It's because you, it, it, that could be part of it too, but it's because you are not giving your body what she needs. And that's an important part is, and that's why it's important to recognize like, what, what do I actually want to see be different? Because we often just say, oh, I'm just self-sabotaging. I'm not sticking with it. Like if you were sticking with it, what would you see be different? Another reason why we, um, on that, on that level is because the plan is not realistic for what our capacity, our bandwidth, you know, a lot of people will say, a lot of coaches will say that they're all, all, um, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And it's true. We do. I find that completely unhelpful for most people. Um, (laughs) it's not time for most people. It takes no more time to not have the glass of wine than it's that glass, the glass of wine. It takes no more time to decide to close the kitchen after dinner time that it does to snack on the, the handful of almonds and chocolate chips in the pantry or the, you know, or, or it just takes no more time to not eat the, you know, the crust of your kid's sandwiches or whatever it is. It's a bandwidth pizza, thing. It's right? the crust of pizza, Tanya. was <laughs> the pizza. There we go. Yeah. The crust of the pizza. <laughs> but it's a bandwidth thing, right? It's like, it's like, do I have the mental space for it? And so often we're just, we're just rushing so much. We have so many things on our, on our plate. We're going or even if we're not, we're just like in our heads all the time thinking about the, you know, the future, the past, and our goals have to match the reality of our life. And that's one big thing too. Like, is your goal actually realistic? Is it doable for you? Honestly, because sometimes we have this idea that we can you know, take on everything 
but it's just not really realistic. And then we think that we're, you know, self, like it's self-sabotage and everything, but the actual the reality is, is I just, it's just not realistic for me. You set yourself up to fail. <laughs> totally. Totally. So it's so important. Yeah. And we do this all the time. Like I used to think that women were overweight because they overeat. And then I started looking at a lot of women's food journals and I'm like, wow, you guys are not eating enough at all. Or you're trying so hard to stick to 1200 or 1400 calories a day. And then you wonder why the weekends are like, you can't because you're just not giving your body what your body needs. And it's so important that you do that. So that's the bigger layer is like, it's more just like the, the plan's not the right one for you. Like that's as simple as that. Um, and then underneath that, there's two more layers. And the next one is the conversation you have with yourself. And these, like, sometimes the reason why we're not sticking to our plan could be multi, like, could be all three layers possibly, mm-hmm. but it could be things like that. It's how we talk to ourselves. It's our, it's our mindset. Um, I know everyone talks about mindset these days, but no, not many people actually teach you how to change your mindset. But for example, um, let's say again, back to that glass of wine, um, one thing that we'll often say at the nighttime, because we've had a long day, you know, it's been hard. Uh, we can say things like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't care. And it's not untrue. In the moment, you actually probably don't care. You, you want to get, you want to have the pleasure. You want to just reward yourself. You'll start again tomorrow. You believe that tomorrow is going to be a, a, a better day. You believe that tomorrow you're going to be on plan. Um, so you tell yourself that, that, or you tell yourself like, there's sometimes some subconscious of like, I need a reward. Mm-hmm. You know, I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah. That's the thoughts. That's the conversation we have with ourselves. So it's starting to learn how to become a better thinker and have better conversations with ourselves because I'm like, I coach my clients a lot. They hear, they hear from me every single day, but I will, I will never coach my clients as much as they will coach themselves. And it's important that you become your own coach and not like, and, and I think one of the things we do wrong is we argue with ourselves. We're like, oh, I want that. I'm like, no, you don't, you shouldn't have it, like, but I really want it. And that's just so depleting. Like it takes so much energy to argue with yourself, but when you become a better thinker, and you learn how to coach yourself and actually like come from a place of like, just like being honest and, you know, from love, from a place of love, things can really change. So that's the second layer is the conversations that we have with ourselves, how we coach ourselves and learning and practicing the skill of being able to do that, I think is so important. And the great thing is when you learn that it also applies to every other arena of your life, you know, whether it's your relationships with your, your spouse or your kids or your work or your finances, your spending or whatever it is, it's going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, um, it's a d- deeper yet. So I'm kind of like, when I think layers, I think of the, like, the surfaces is the habits and then it's the thoughts and our conversations that we have with ourselves underneath that is the conversations that, or the, the thoughts that we're believing that don't ever come to the surface. So we don't even know that they are there. Um, we all have trauma at some part in our life, uh, things that we take on other, you know, being bullied as a kid or for a lot of women, especially with weight issues, have a history of sexual abuse or um, abuse of some kind. It's very, very common. And because of those things that happen to us, we carry stories and the stories can be things like, I'm not safe if I'm, if I'm a smaller size. Sometimes it's, I'm not enough. And if I'm not enough, then am I even worthy taking care of myself? 
a lot of women struggle with perfectionism and underneath perfectionism lies the belief that usually lies the belief that what makes me good enough is what other people think of me. And so we have these, and, and these thoughts are not things that we just, you know, it's not like a lot of women have the, the belief that I'm not enough. A lot of people, not just women, just people in general, it's not a feminine trait. It's a people thing. Yeah. It's not like you operate all day and you're going for your walk and you're making dinner and you're just repeating to yourself, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Um, it's so deep underneath, but then it kind of comes up in how we operate. And so it could be things like, I'm not enough. And therefore you're not setting boundaries and therefore you're like putting yourself last or you're not actually taking care of yourself. And then there's all the fears, right? There's the, the fears of success, the fears of failure, the fears of the unknown, the fears of um, the process pain, the fears of all the what ifs, and those things can come up as well. And so we start to break through some of these. We start to have a process where we can start to rewrite, repattern ourselves and just understand that sometimes like the reason why you're not sticking with it is because like, yeah, it's a, it's a protection mechanism. It's your body. You have not learned to practice a new pattern. You still feel unsafe. You know, if you really like do this thing, Uh, for example, when I started my business in um, 2020, like I, I, I started this, the, the very first edition of the program that I offer right now. I started it in 2015 and it's, and then in 2018, I kind of like, you know, changed it again, 2018, I kind of offered it online, but I believed so strongly in the message that I had, I, what I wanted to do. I wanted it so badly. Like I, I, saw myself in like coaching women all over, like all over the world. And I never started because I was so afraid that if I wanted something so badly and I really, really tried and it didn't work, then what? And for a lot of women, like that's a belief system that they have when it comes to weight loss. Like what if I really try and it still doesn't work, then what? Like, then who am I? And those are things like, those are those deeper beliefs that can really keep us stuck in in the self-sabotage pattern. So it's a lot. It's not a, like, there's no, like, you know, two step or three steps. Here's the three step process to overcome all of these things. It's really a process. It's, and it's a practice that we, like, we work together. I have a 12 week program and, you know, week by week, step by step, we go through like all of these things and a lot of the coaching, like of just of mm-hmm. having that person to, you know, to converse with and to hear what you're saying and bring it back and, you know, challenge you a little bit. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And even if, um, you know, even if you didn't have maybe a traumatic experience or if there wasn't something that was said, um, it's hard to get to that point that you've been the bully, you know, Mm -hmm. you've been the one taught saying those things to yourself and you have built these false truths in Mm -hmm. your, in your mind, um, based on something that was going back to one and two, probably not even realistic or comparing yourself to a story. That's not the real story. Um, so I'm sure a lot of that comparison comes in on all of those, um, layers of self-sabotage, but, um, probably really deeply in, in the third layer. For sure. And, and you read about that, uh, Kari, like, and when I, when I say like trauma, it's not always like 
a, it's always like a, a big thing, but we take, it's the stories that negatively impact us. And sometimes it's just existing in this world. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like growing up, I had a, like a pretty good childhood and I, but I, I know I still carried like some things forward that are not serving me right now. And I have some patterns of like, just almost benign things that happened to you or didn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something that, that happened on the playground or just a message that you heard from like social media. There's so, or I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't have social media, but now we do and it's everywhere. And I don't even know what it would be like right now to grow up, like in <laughs> like, hearing this all the time. It's gotta be like, it's, it's, it's hard, but yeah, we, it's not something we just, it's not like a one-time event things happen to us. And then we have these stories. It's really, it just like existing in this world and you're right in comparison or what someone else tells you or um how we like our perspective of when someone says something to us it's yeah. just so um like one of my clients um just recently I was on a she just she just joined and when we were kind of having our uh, her intake call she was talking about how she was at work and she didn't get invited to something and it was like it was nothing it wasn't it wasn't malicious it wasn't it was just by accident and the first thing she thought about was like oh I'm not getting getting invited because I'm fat like that's just that's just the first thought and it's not it wasn't true like it wasn't true at all but we have the we look for these stories and then we prove them right and we we make it up um yeah it's just the, the mind is so interesting you know we often focus so much on the strategies and the recipes and the you know whether I should like the macros and whether I should fast or not or heal my gut and I love all that I love it I love the body science. Like I integrate hormone testing and gut health testing and all that into my, in my programs as well. I love it. Um, the body fascinates me, but that's like 20% of the healing process because you can have the best protocol in the world. You can know what to do with your hormones. Um, but if you're not actually doing it or you don't have the, you know, the the right mindset, the, or your, these stories or keep pattern, like these patterns keep happening, then you're either not going to stick with it or you're never going to heal because your body's always in this like sort of stressed, you know, state or doesn't feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that, and that brain gut connection and just how holistic we are is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. So what are the ways that we can begin to break through the self-sabotage? Um, yeah, so, sounds like oh, well. do your program. Yeah. <laughs> so to so reach out, but seriously, um, do reach out because or, or if not to me, for to somebody to get help, because one of the things like talking about our thoughts, um, you're going to have lots of resistance. You're going to have lots of things that say, oh, I should be able to do this on my own. There's going to be lots of fears of, you know, spending money again. Uh, there's going to be fears of, you know, what if it doesn't work? All that is normal. All that's like, expected is going to come up. And I also find that when, like when things matter, when, when you actually care, the resistance becomes even higher. It's like, cause, cause it's like, it's scary, right? Especially for a lot of the women I work with, they've tried so many times before and they have failed um, because they like, whatever has stopped, they have this all or nothing thinking there's, there's so much that goes into it. And I get how courageous it can, or how much courage it takes to reach out again and to put your hand up and say, like, I want help or I need to get, like, I'm ready to get help. It's um so I, I, I see you, like, I, I think it's amazing that uh, you have the strength to see that again. But in terms of the breaking through it, and yes, this is the work that I do, and it's not like a two, three-step process and done. But I think the first thing is defining what what would be different 
So we often say, like, I'm just not consistent or I keep self-sabotaging. Um, if I were not self-sabotaging, if I was feeling good about this area of my life, what would I see be different? And that's a big part because we often haven't defined it. We just say, I would be eating better. I would be on plan. I'd be on track. What does that mean? It's, it's really hard to break down what the barrier is, like which layer it is, unless you know what you're actually aiming for. Um, I had this simple consistency formula and it's consistency is clarity plus follow through. Clarity means you got to be clear on the goal because often we're not consistent and consistency and self-sabotage are kind of the same thing. Like if you were not self-sabotaging, you'd be consistent. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. But it's clarity plus follow through. You have to be clear on what you want to um, be consistent on. And then secondly is the follow through part. It makes sense. You got to be clear on what you want and then you got to do it over time. And then follow through is mindset, which we talked about already. And environment is setting our environment up for success too. Not that it's required to have a great environment, but it does help a lot. But yeah, I think the first step is just getting clear on what that looks like. And then you can start to break down. And when you start to break down, you know, what's getting in the way and I have processes and, you know, to overcome challenges and to change and to become better at coaching yourself and to uh, break through these beliefs and all that. But I think a big part of it is also just doing it with curiosity and not judgment, because when you judge yourself, you're like, oh, here we go again. I failed. I mean, we say some of the things that women say to themselves and, and men too, just awful, like awful. And Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like one of the reasons why we fail or we don't really try or we fail and then we don't try again is because we are trying to avoid that, like that shame that we put on ourselves, like the judgment that we judge ourselves with. And if we stop doing that, we are free to fail. We are free to screw up and learn from it and try to do better. It's amazing what changes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's why I'm such an advocate of coaching. Um, mostly because of so much of what you talked about is your thoughts. And mm -hmm. I think when we do not get those thoughts out, they can honestly make us sick. <laughs> they can work against us so much. So just having everyone thinks it's accountability. I don't know if that's exactly what it is. It's, um, it's maybe vulnerability is probably, mm -hmm. is probably even more because then when you do mess up, um, you see that it's not, you know, it's, it's not messing up so much where I totally agree with you that so many women just feel like they've messed up so many times that they don't even want to say that they're trying again. Totally. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that's a good point too, accountability. You're right. Um, I think accountability, like it's helpful. Like uh, in my groups, um, in my, in my programs, we often like women will also often pair up. So they like can just message each other. And that's like, I think it's helpful. Like I, I have a hiking group that I go with. I have a running group that I go with and I would go by myself too, but it's just so much easier just to know that that person's waiting for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're like, at some point we also want to be like kind of accountable to ourselves or be able to coach ourselves as well. And that's a skill that um, I think is important for the long term. But then it's also nice to have that little bit of a push as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so what are the main um, I love when there's side benefits. Um, so many things that we do have side effects that are negative medicines mm -hmm. or whatever, but there's so many side benefits. So do you have just like off the top of your head, 
women come to you, they think they want to lose weight, but it sounds like they're leaving with forgiveness and getting rid of shame. And like, do you have any success stories or anything? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, and you're absolutely right. Like women come to me to lose weight and they do. Um, but it's amazing when they start, they actually stop for so many women, they stop caring about their weight. It's amazing. And uh, one of my clients, she's been with me for probably a little over a year now. And it's like, she's got some like things that are going on with her health and everything, but she's lost 30 pounds. And she's just like, and she's like, I would often talk about the happy, healthy weight. And she's like, I don't know what that is. I just don't want to keep going. Cause like, I, she, you love the journey. It's so different. And then my clients, she did, got to her, like her goal, that inspired goal in, in two months of just feeling like, she's like, you taught me how to love myself. And that sounds just kind of like, you know, what, what, what does that mean? But life is so different when you love yourself. And sometimes we don't, aren't aware of how mean we are to ourselves until we start to, yeah, become aware and start to listen to what we're, what we're telling ourselves, um, more confident in with their relationships. Like their husbands will tell them like, <laughs> whatever you're doing, keep going. Cause you're just happier. And it's amazing. Like it's, I think it's, it's on the table for all of us. And it's not even about doing more office, but unlearning the things that are getting in the way, because we were all there. We all have it inside of us. It's just remembering that's there and you know, letting go of some of those things. But I think it's, I really think that it's like, I talk about weight loss and food, probably maybe 5% of my coaching calls are about that. It's really easy. That part. Um, the rest is about like our experience in life and it does, you're right. It affects everything like life is in. And when you feel good in your body, like think about that for a second, when you actually feel good in your body, life is different. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is. Well, and, and it's, um, when you take a holistic approach to just fueling your body rather than just thinking about what you're eating, but really getting fuel and getting stronger and having energy. I mean, it's, it's, um, I'm not saying people are not right when they are against the weight loss journey, but it's the side benefits are very vast for being a healthy weight and for your heart and for your skin and just everything. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the data is pretty strong that we do better and it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to look like a supermodel. You don't have to look like, you know, super jacked or anything like that, but just, and, and everyone does have a slightly different, like some people are just, you know, carry a little bit extra like that's just who they are like it's and it's fine it's like we have different shoe sizes and eye colors and everything we have genetically just different dispositions I was actually going for a walk with a friend of mine yesterday and she's like how do I build like she's like I hate this part like she's just she's like I hate my shoulders and she's just this like beautiful she's like five eight five nine she probably weighs 120 pounds like she's just a very like slight girl she's and she's active she eats well but she's like never like she probably doesn't know how much she weighs. Like she doesn't even cares. It's just her build, but she has, she's like, I want to build muscle. And she has such a hard time building muscle. Like it's just, we all have different genetics and we all have different um, kind of body statures, but in that, you know, in that spectrum, I agree getting to that place where we're like our happy body weight is um, there's lots of health benefits there too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my husband taught me a really good lesson um, we've just been together for like five and a half years. Um, 
second marriage for both of us. And, um, I said something at one point, well, like, well, I just want to lose weight. And he's like, well, he, he was trying to get to the bottom of why I wanted to, um, at the time. And I go, it, it came down to, I go, so you don't want me to look emaciated. Like I really had to acknowledge the fact that the majority of my adult life, I thought that I would look better if I almost looked gaunt. Mm. And I, and, and it was like, it was awful for me to like realize that. And he was like, I do not want you to look like that. He goes, I want to know that I make you smile. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was like, guys or girls think that guys have these expectations of us. We want to know that we make you happy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and it was like a, it was like a very meaningful conversation and he really meant it. And I was like, I just want to shout that from the rooftops that people that we put these, um, going back to, <laughs> to one of the layers was, um, or no, yeah, the layers. The reason we don't stick to it is it's just unrealistic. I mean, to mm. really think about what you want and to get to the bottom of that with women is like good for you. Good work that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're actually right about that. Cause often we say things like, I want to feel good in my body. I want to feel, you know, I want to feel confident, all that kind of stuff. And that's actually weight independent, a lot of it. Like you can be, there's women who are like back to like all shapes and sizes uh, who are, you know, in a larger body and are super confident. And Mm-hmm. Like with, and again, like I still think that's good to be healthy and everything like that too. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, a lot of women they we we worry so much more than we actually need to, and they and then sometimes too when it comes to weight loss, you're like, well, how is life different when you're ten pounds less? Let's say if it's like when it gets, it gets down to those vanity measures of like I just want to lose five pounds or ten pounds. Um, how is life different? And then you're like, well, it's not. <laughs> and it's a good, like, and not to say you can't go and do it. You can absolutely, but it's just good to like, like, is it worth it for me? Am I going to be happier in my body if I'm five pounds less? Or am I just sort of like, am I good the way I am? And, and it's just good to know that, like, and to, to question that. So you don't just keep, because what we do is we, we keep moving the goalposts on ourselves. If we're never good enough, you lose, you get to your, like your initial goal weight or your, and then you're like, well, now I'm going to like, you know, I still have a little bit of this. I'm going to like, just do a little bit more, a little bit more. And we're never satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, I have an 18 year old daughter and a 13 year old stepdaughter and I just don't want to model that. I'm always criticizing myself. Mm. You know, I just don't want to be that woman. I don't want to be that. And I, and I have, and I do. And especially when I went, I had COVID and kind of had like a whole hormonal miscarriage COVID at the same time gained oh, wow. pounds like overnight. And so it, it did, it, it, it definitely threw me for a loop because it does not want to all leave. Um, but, um, but whenever I hear myself talking about it, I just think another thing we could talk about for an entire episode is really modeling, not just bo- body positivity, but not modeling really negative self-talk and teaching it to the next mm-hmm. generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. So whenever I've, um, you know, gained weight or if I am for whatever reason, and for me, like I'm, I'm pretty steady now, I'm usually like within, like, yeah, say five to 10 pounds, like without just, just, that's kind of normally where I'm at. But whenever I'm at the higher end or if I kind of go the other, I swear myself, it's such a good opportunity to practice unconditional love. 
that I will love myself no matter what. And I will stick with myself and I will not abandon my body and I will like just be here, which I think is, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's a good lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I took, look at all my notes. I was just like sitting <laughs> down um, because it's, it's like basic, but not at all, like very, very deep to think about. Um, and really repairing how we talk to ourselves is something, you know, I teach about getting rid of toxic products, but also toxic thoughts. And, and you're really, really getting to the bottom of it with this. So thank you for this conversation and um, tell everybody where to find you. Yeah, thank you. So the best is either my website, which is uh, tanyashaw.com. So it's T-A-N-J-A-S-H-A-W. And on my website are links to my like Instagram and Facebook and all that. And then um, I also have a podcast called the Fit and Vibrant You Podcast. And you're going to be a guest uh, shortly here. So that's a good place. I have a weekly episode where I really dive into both the body science and, you know, actually, you know, hormones and gut health and thyroid function and cortisol and all that kind of fun stuff. And also a lot of the mindset piece and the consistency piece and what needs to happen um, really in our head and our heart so that we get results that we love for the long term. I love it. I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, I love connecting with you on Instagram and I hope you'll come back. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the well podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at The Well.